Hello, this is Joel again, doing a podcast again, just talking freely, talking about anything that comes to our minds, talking about anything that I want for now, and hopefully this will lead me to finding some congruity, some, uh, some, something that I'll attach to, and eventually maybe there'll be some theme to this podcast, but for now this is kind of the creative early days. And um, also kind of the introductory phase, so I brought a special guest with me today. Uh, it is my wife, my beautiful wife, Sarah. She is here. Want to say hi? Alright, she's a little shy. It's okay, she'll start talking eventually. But um, either way, she <laughs> she's laughing right now. She gets a little shy when she knows that a mic's being on. She feels like she's being watched or anything. But really, a podcast should feel like it's a regular conversation, so... I hope, um, you know, to not put any pressure on Sarah. This is not an interview. This is just talking and having fun hanging out. So I will t- continue to talk as um, as we wait for Sarah to feel, <laughs> to be able to, to speak. So, um, for instance, I was thinking about uh, talking about Chris and his um, podcast. It uh, was... Um, talking about his day and his week and that was also something that I wanted to pay homage to so I also wanted to kind of give you an idea of what my day is like so I am a farmer I am a dairy farmer Um, more specifically I take care of the calves and oversee the herd with various things yeah I don't need to go into too much detail there maybe we'll little by little figure more stuff about me in the future but um, I start the day at 5 in the morning, um, but I also live right on the farm, so I can just roll out of bed at 5 in the morning. So you could say, I mean, without a commute, that's, that's pretty nice. So I get up at 5, um, feed calves, I carry heavy buckets, um, 5-gallon buckets. I, I don't fill them that high anymore, I fill them at 4 gallons, so like... Probably something like um, oh, four times eight would be 32, 32 pound buckets on each side, just carrying them for hundreds of yards <laughs> every day. So that starts off my day. It's almost like it's like, okay, you know, for your job, you have to do sit ups. You know, for your job, you have to get up in the morning and carry large buckets every morning. So, you know, I, I do get a exercise at least, but I mean, it's like an exercise that you're forced to do or else you're fired from your job or you stop making money if you don't exercise. So that's, that's the beginning of my day. Then, um, um, uh, usually, you know, then there's lots of various stuff. So either way, my day ends at about five where I feed the calves again. I got to, uh, with those same buckets. So I have to exercise in the beginning of the day and exercise at the end of the day carrying those buckets um and uh that's because you know you want to feed the calves about if you feed the calves two times a day and so you have to spread it out about half the day so i feed them in the morning and in the night and so it makes a good old 12-hour shift and sometimes longer whenever you have new calves born or whatever and sometimes you have some cow that's sick and is not getting up and you have to go in the middle of the night and take care of her you know it's like it's like running a hospital or running a running a nursing home or something like that being on call for that sort of thing 
um, and it's a large population. It's a it's a thousand cows on our farm, and it's organic. And so, because it's organic, you can't you know take you can't give them the the best treatments. But on the other hand, it it makes you very good at prevention. We're good at preventing stuff, but still, I mean, things like pneumonia and things like um, uh, diseases, certain diseases just happen, and uh, and w- without being able to use antibiotics, you pretty much ha- don't have much of a chance with some of those things. So anyways, <laughs> it's a long day, and then I come home to dinner. <laughs> oh yeah, during the course of the day, I also have a, a breakfast break. A, a lunch break and and then then that's it but I, but still a breakfast and a lunch break is nice and it's right I live right here so I come home to my wife each time and she's got dinner breakfast ready all the time she's <laughs> she always has me call ahead so she can have it nice and hot for me uh, and and she's really good like that she's she's a really good wife mother you know I mean she's pretty much my mother. Uh, but 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 not really. She's she's awesome. You know, we we have great talks all the time, right, Sarah? Like now, we could totally be talking anytime you want. Um. <laughs> so then then the dinner happens. So that's like five thirties dinner. It's pretty early. Most people eat dinner at six or later. You know, we we definitely do things early in this family. <laughs> We're early birds. Uh, you, you, uh, it starts at 5.30 we eat dinner, then, then about 6-ish, you know, sometimes we have a fast one, but usually about 6-ish, um, Sophie and I will take a bath together, and, um, and then, and then someone's texting me right now. I'll have to check that. So that was a quick text. I'm trying to use the pause feature, um to do some self-editing is just like press pause when I when I know there's going to be something that I, I need to take care of. Um, so either way, uh, I was talking about I get home, do dinner, then I take a bath with Sophie at 6, and then um, and then Sophie goes down to bed about 6.37, and then at that time I'm usually holding Ada, my other baby. So Sophie is, by the way, two years old. I think if you heard the conversation with Chris, I might have introduced that stuff. Um, but Sophie's two years old, my my oldest daughter, and then I have I have two daughters, and the second one is Ada, who is two months old. It's going about two two and a half now, and she's she's really starting to smile and talk and stuff, and it's it's getting pretty exciting with her. Um, and Sophie's in a whole new world too, coming on twos, and she's starting to talk and. She's starting to, to really, you know, get really complicated needs and, and, uh, and she, she's manipulative and, you know, she, she's, she's crazy, like, you know, in, in, in an interesting stage right now. It's, it's very conf- a conflicting kind of stage, but it's also a very, very cute and, and explorative and, and inventive stage. And so it's, it's exciting. So yeah, uh, kids, that's it's crazy. It's your life is never the same after them. It's that is definitely true. So uh, Sarah, do you have anything you want to talk about? I mean, we've been talking about kids. Like, um, what do you what do you think about Sophie's development right now? 
Like, what do you think? Is there anything in particular that you've seen her do lately that has, you know, surprised you that was kind of like, wow, she knows this now? You know, I mean, she's starting to open the door now. She's starting to being able to, like, kind of expand her playing area without you being worried about her. You know? Yeah. You agree with all those things? <laughs> I think you've said it well. Thank you. Well, I guess I, I guess that just covers it. You know, I mean, I can just go on and go on. <laughs> um, but really, tell you the truth, when the recorder's not on, Sarah has quite a lot to say. <laughs> she, she's not quiet. Uh, maybe this is gonna be. This is kind of like the warm up. Yeah, this is a warm-up podcast for Sarah to to get to the level of, um, you know, the sort of conversation. She actually used to listen to the, the podcast that Chris and I did a couple times. I mean, she, she didn't listen to everything, but she did listen a couple times, and, and she, she really liked it when we did it. And uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of like there's like a little bit of an element of having to not let there be much dead air kind of or kind of feeling like you know you're being listened to you know you don't want to say anything wrong or like it's like a feeling like you're on stage or something like that but um i understand that and uh if sarah never talks that'll be fine i i i it would have been fun to have an interview but this is actually kind of cuter so we're actually now experiencing the time of day after the sophie goes down um, after Sophie goes down, it's like 7.30 at night or so, and, and then by that point, um, you know, it's about an hour or so before I have to pretty much get to bed, so I got about an hour, which usually Sarah and I watch, uh, um, TV show now, we, we actually been watching Game of Thrones, I, we actually just finished the third season, so... We are on to something new, which is True Blood now, and we've heard a lot of things about that, and, uh, you know, similar similar with all those HBO special, or HBO programs, you know, it's a lot of racy stuff, and a lot of sex, and a lot of, lot of um, you know, just uh, fun and very adult programming, it's, it's, it's nice, but um, True Blood is starting off kind of, kind of like, we are, we're kind of on the high of Game of Thrones and we're kind of having a hard time adjusting to something a little more maybe a little more easygoing or a little more it's it's definitely different stylistically it's lighthearted I guess but it's also scary you know but it's definitely not Game of Thrones it's it's very very different Sarah do you have anything to say about that nope. yeah so um then also we got Ada right now we usually is up during this time um, and she actually has to be up or else she'll be up all night so we have to keep her up we gotta you know give her a little slap in the face if she's <laughs> conquering out you know can't let her go to sleep yet <laughs> we gotta have a schedule I'm just kidding did you hear that that was a fly going through by the microphone oh that's so cool you're gonna I mean that's just that's neat you know if the, the the microphone picked that up, so yeah flies, it's a country house we're out in the big country house and we got flies starting to come in, it's inevitable, 
you gotta put up fly tapes you know I mean who knows where they're coming from I mean they probably come from when the doors open but there's also plenty of other things in a big house where they could sneak in so um, you know we got that they, I mean we got a uh, a garbage situation actually I, I gotta I gotta garbage. take that out tonight <laughs> Rotting garbage. That's what cool after that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's there's my wife. <laughs> Say that again. No, yeah, the garbage because you didn't get picked up that well. What? But yeah, she she said she said to the extent Sarah didn't, you didn't get picked up that well. I well maybe you did, but it was it was oh. it basically we got this I thing of the garbage. I was like, you're picking up the garbage. Yeah, I know. I I gotta take care of the garbage. And I've let it go for a little while um, because I've been working so much. And I, I, like I say, how much free time do I have? And I just, <laughs> I find the time during work though. And I just didn't think about it today. So it was, it was my bad, my bad. So I'm, I'm going to take care of that later on today, tonight. Um, that's an easy job. So, but either way, that's probably a reason we have lots of flies. Um, but still, you know, on a farm, on a dairy farm, you're going to have flies no matter what. And so, yeah, we see plenty of that, plenty of the stuff that would gross you out, you know, it's just kind of a daily basis. We see shit, flies, rats, mice, um, uh, maggots. What else, Sarah? What sort of things that like out here that you would be grossed out, but it's just like, kind of like, well, there's another one, you know? Well, I guess cities are dirty too. Maybe it's the suburban people we're talking about. Suburb, suburban. I said that funny. Maybe it's those people we're talking about that that would be grossed out by our lifestyle. I don't know. So, anyways, we're playing with Ada. She's in her diapers right now. She's all cute and doing two month old stuff. Like, um, our house is not dirty. Oh no no! I'm, I wasn't saying. That we live in a dirty house. Our no, house we we just live on a farm, and that's on the farm space. Like within the span of the farm, there's some there's some gross places, you know. I mean, because it's it's got five hundred cows in here. I mean, it's just like it takes them twelve hours to make their pen completely disgusting, you know. So we just have to constantly be cleaning and cleaning and cleaning, you know. It's one of those CAFO situations, confined animal whatever uh, you know where you have a lot of animals in a particular amount of space and so so basically you know it is it it is kind of kind of gross you know i mean uh you but you can't help it but i mean we do pretty much i mean we clean them twice a day you know i mean that's that's pretty good but still you know it's just a lot of shit a lot of shit 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 (laughs) all over all the time if you walk through the cows, you'll see something shitting right then and there. <laughs> um, so that, but that's that's just how it is. That's you know, I mean, it's not the way that um, nature probably intended. But then again, you know, the efficiency of it is probably what has led to modern society, and it's it's just it's hard to know where the balance should be. But what I've liked is that technologies and in, in, in um have started to go more natural they start to reflect natural and 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 while also um, taking care of efficiency so listen how loud those trucks are when they go by 
Yeah, it's like you know when we're watching TV, you know, one goes by, it's like like it'd be like living under the tracks or something. You just gotta press pause. You know, you can't hear anything. Um, How does the automatic worker um, milker work? So, so this is what we were talking about, automatic milkers. So that's... No, I mean, I mean, not milkers, the calf feeding thing. All right, well, I'll talk about both of these. So these are technologies that are leading towards more natural approaches to farming, uh, dairy farming, um, where, for instance, what I do is I feed the calves in the morning and then in the evening. I give them a, a large meal in twice a day, you know, it's it's basically like okay really if i were taking care of a calf i would like to feed it three or four times a day i mean i I, smaller meals but i mean you know the calf is going to be hungry for a long time but i mean it's just about efficiency i got 50 calves i'm feeding and i'm not i don't have the the manpower to feed them so three maybe times a day. Could do three times a day. Yeah, I know. We've been talking I've I've talked about it. They're they're talking about doing it up there. But Where? but let me explain like why I'd like to even supersede that right. to infinity times milk feedings a day with the automatic calf feeding system, which is what we're talking about is more closer to nature, though maybe not in other ways, it is in a lot of ways. So, for instance, how it is closer to nature is that they can actually feed whenever they're hungry, which is what a mom would do. They would feed them whenever they're hungry. But also, there's kind of a relationship. If the baby wants too much, the mother, you know, will will go dry at some point, and the baby will have to stop. I don't understand why you just don't have nursing cows that are just in there nursing the calves. It would be nice, but it's 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 like a management nightmare in a big wow. farm like this. It's too many cows. Well, it's not exactly. I mean, it can be done. I I would like to do it, but I don't I don't have much power to change things. You know, they kind of they have the way they do things. Yeah, but if you if you um thought about all the reasons why it's the right thing to do and then present it, I know, to, but it's still well, you haven't figured it out. I have. I can tell well, you why, right now. How, why wouldn't it be the best thing to have nursing calves or cows, or why wouldn't it be? Um, they would say something about contagious things that probably um. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, I doubt about it. That's what I'm saying. All right. All right. To me, if I think about it, that would be the best case scenario. All right. All right. That's true. Yeah. I I agree. So yeah, we're turning into this like animal welfare show. We're talking about how we can do better. But either way, so this this other now now um yeah yeah yeah. So that would sound nice. But this is this is also something that is nicer than what we got. This is not the same as having a cow, but it is something that you can do. And that's the automatic feeder system where they have a nipple that is um, filled with, with milk at any time. And they can feed at any time they're hungry. Like as if they had a mom, but it's not a mom. I'm, I'm sorry to say it's not a mom. I mean, it would be nice if it was a mom, <laughs> if it was with some mom, it's even like if it were a mom. wet nurse like all. <laughs> like imagine the, the old medieval wet nurses, you know, yeah. human wet nurses, you know, like you'd give like five babies to them and they'd just be milk producers. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but, I mean, that's probably would be something like that, you know, like um, you'd probably put four calves or so on a cow. And that's the other thing. I mean, if it's four calves per cow, I mean, we're talking, you know, I have 50 calves, you know, that's talking like a lot of cows. That's that's a lot of cows, like, like 12 cows, 12, 13 cows um, at a time. And that's a lot. 
So yeah, Sarah. I mean, I, I I would I would love to talk about the details of the um, cow thing later when I know more about it. Maybe I can talk about it in another show. But either way, for now, um, I would just like to explain the thing I was going trying to explain is that 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 system would be a nipple that has milk ready at any time, and the way that it works is another thing that's kind of unnatural, which is you have to have the milk at a lower temperature, and you put acid with it, and it makes the it preserves the milk. Now this can be done with citric acid, so I mean it's not a bad preservative. But it the it um, changes the the texture of the milk. It turns it into like a, a yogurt, um, but not really a yogurt, a more liquidy yogurt. Why do they do that? They do that so that it you can have it there all day long and it won't go bad. And they said if you do that in that way, it'll stay good for weeks. They said it just doesn't go bad. 